0: What's up everybody and welcome to the next edition of Viking Vibes, the St. Joseph by the Sea High School Experience, an exclusive podcast and web series dedicated to all things St. Joseph by the Sea. One of the segments that we are proud to produce here on the show is one that focuses on alumni, an alumni spotlight, people who have graduated St. Joe's and then gone on to do great things in the community. We're fortunate today that we have one such alum with us here today. He is the youngest sitting New York State Supreme Court judge, Mr. Brendan T. Lantry, proud graduate of the class of 2004. So, Brendan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. That was a mouthful. Now that I got it out, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to say that. So, before we get into all of the current accomplishments that you have, which we're very proud of, let's go back a little bit, right? Let's talk a little bit about the origin story, a little bit before St. Joe's. So, Tell us where you grew up, a little bit about your background, and then how eventually that led you to St. Joseph by the Sea.
1: I'm born and raised in uh, Eltingville. I'm actually back there now. My wife and I bought a house there a few years ago. Perfect. I went to St. Charles School in, in the Mid-Island. And when I was in, my, in the eighth grade, when I was looking at which school to go to, I actually put Farrell first, C second.
0: You You're um, allowed to make a mistake. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right.
1: But I corrected the mistake. I, I thankfully got into C. And for the first time in my life, I actually went to sea. And I, I, there was a guys' night at sea, had a great time, saw the school, it was beautiful, and it's only become even more beautiful. Yeah, we'll years. get into that later, because yeah, now it's... Yeah, no, it is. But even then at the time, it was a great school, great community um, on senior and solidly, just great leadership, just a wonderful school. And so I had to really make a decision. So I decided the, the Farrell uh, night that they had for admissions was actually canceled uh, okay. because of some snowstorm.
0: Probably- Typically, they're like in January, February, right? So that makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I ended up going and spending a day and shadowing a student at Farrell. That was a very important experience because it made the decision for me to go to sea. And I really met some of some people who my best friend, my best man in my wedding, I was the best man at his wedding, Fred Rassi and and a bunch of other friends, Anthony Noto, Darren Passerell, a number of others, who I made at sea and who've remained friends till this day.
0: And I thought you were going to say that you and I were very close friends. Of course. And, but but of I, I don't course. even get a shout out. It doesn't matter. Of course, matter. We'll, we'll, And uh, we'll, Frank Rapichulo. We'll keep that aside, our friendship. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, uh, but in any event, just to go back for one second, it's important to, to note, because one of the things we talk about is not just C in general, but the importance of understanding and learning about all the high schools that are available for kids to go. Because people who are watching or listening could be alum, they could be strangers to see. They could be listening and tuning in for the first time. The fact that you said it was important that you actually went to the open house and then actually went to the guys night, that's something that we just want to stress because it's important that now kids have the opportunity to see and actually experience the school. No more yeah. just looking at a brochure or anything. It's, it's good that you did it. We're glad you made the decision you made, obviously. Yeah. But point being is that it could have went the other way, right? Yeah. They could have done something to impress you.
1: Absolutely. And it wasn't just the aesthetics, right? It was, uh, I'm sure nowadays, trying to get into C second by putting it, trying to get into C by putting it second is probably very. Challenging, yeah, a little very difficult. <laughs> I mean, more challenging right. than it was in 2000. But it wasn't just the aesthetics; it was the content. It was the. It was the morality. It was, I'm not going to lie, having boys and girls in the school was yeah, very it's a big, important. Difference. big difference. Life is
0: co ed. It Correct. is what it is. I can't, can't debate that. 100 <laughs> Now we're in C. You're there. Yeah. Talk a little bit about some of the things you were involved in. We don't got to go into crazy oh depth, gosh. but what were you involved in? If you, Do you, look, have any at this, if you look at this, memorable moments.
1: If you look at my yearbook, it's like a novel looking right. at all the different things I was involved in. That's good, though. I was the editor in chief of the newspaper. I love that. Okay. Uh, got me out of gym. And maybe not anymore, but it did at the time. I was in theater, actually. Right. That's how I faced my fear of public speaking. And I didn't. I A lot of people got into theater because they wanted to be on Broadway, wanted to be in movies. I, I did it. Because I wanted to face that fear and get up on stage, and, and there were a number of friends that I had, Anthony Nono, and others that that I, I joined with them on, on the stage. Yeah, just all different organizations, the Holy Name Society. I'm know, a Holy Name guy myself. Yeah, I remember holy Name that. Society, yeah. wonderful organizations that they had at sea. So, and I know now, since since I left, I think they have archery. They have oh, all they these have other everything. things. Yeah, that, they have they have
0: things that you and I couldn't even imagine yeah, if we were seriously. within those walls. Yeah, but it proves the point that. What they're doing at St. Joe's is arming them with everything they need to succeed, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, right now they're finishing up a brand new outdoor training facility for the baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, because in the winter, inclement weather, sometimes the fields, even though they have all the fields available, if they can't practice. Now they have an indoor facility, that's so that's wonderful. just and this is happening right now. So, wonderful. always upgrading, always giving kids access to stuff they need to succeed. So, talk a little bit about your segue into the political career, Okay, right?
1: so obviously the political career is behind me now, but there was a period of time that I was very involved, right? Yeah. So when I was in my, uh, I guess I was in, in C., when 9-11 happened, right? We all remember those days of yeah. the flags on the cars and that overall sense of patriotism that some of us still have in our hearts, but that are in our community locally and, and, and nationally we had. And that's really where I, when I started to pay attention more to what's happening in our community. Yeah, and of course. instead of fighting my father for the remote when he was trying to watch Meet the Press and the McLaughlin group, I conceded. And, you leaned and, in. And I leaned in right. and I, I paid attention to what was happening. And then I remember it was my it was Christmas Eve, my senior year, and I said to my family, I want to get involved. I want to actually make a difference. And so I walked into a headquarters for Saint Joseph by the Sea alum Vincent Ignizio, who was running. Shout out to Vincent that, that, that upcoming year, still doing big things. <laughs> Absolutely, and and that was my first entrance into helping out our community. And from there, he won his election, and I ended up taking advice from a friend of mine at the time to to then go work in the city council. So I worked for then councilman Andrew Lanza. Right. Then in a uh, coordinated Senate campaign, went to the state Senate, realized I don't think I want to be a staffer to an elected official for the rest of my life. So I decided... Smart to- decision. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, saying. Just decided to, uh, to go to law school. So I wanted to... Applied to law school. I went to St. John's University School of Law. Loved it. Great school. And then at the end of my at the end of my legal education, the uh, Brooklyn District Attorney at the time, his name was uh, Charles Hines, the, okay. uh, the late Charles Hines, was my professor. And he hired That's me. cool. He hired me as an ADA. I Florida. didn't even know that. That's oh, a yeah? great story. Yeah, I was a Brooklyn ADA for a few years. okay, And wonderful experience, a wonderful experience. And then after that, I after he lost his election, so I didn't want to work for his successor, I, I ended up going back to my roots. And Vinny Ignizio then became the minority leader of the New York City Council. And there was always a council to the minority leader, whether it was Fred Cerullo to Susan Molinari or Jimmy Otto to Tom Ogdenbeni. The There's always been these, the council who helped them address the legislation that's pending in the council, deal with the mayor's office on some of these issues. He hired me in that role, loved it. Then Vinny decides to go run Catholic Charities. And, <laughs> and so then I went to go run Dan Donovan's local office, his district office, right. Staten Island in Brooklyn, when he ran for Congress. And then I decided I actually want to be a lawyer again. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Yeah, right. So I went into private practice and uh, did that for a few years. And then ultimately ran for the bench. I ran for civil court in 2021.
0: Very cool. So yeah. just to backtrack a little, because that, that's a lot to digest. I know. It's yeah you resume. So many accomplishments yeah. and you're just downplaying them. But, yeah. but those are all big things. So one of the key takeaways that I'm hearing is that for the last, what would we call it, 10 years? Is that fair to say? 10, 15 10, years? 15 years. You've been on the back of the political goings-ons mm-hmm. for the entire borough, mm-hmm. knowing the intricacies, helping people get elected, helping people get what they need. So the fact that you had that position for so long, and then talk about, weren't you also the chairman of the Republican Party? I
1: was from 20, 2018 until January of 21. I was, I was the chairman of the Republican Party in Staten Island, and it was... I think we did a lot of good. Um, saying, wasn't
0: it a banner year? I was there with you. Wasn't yeah, it one of the...
1: yeah, 2018, I walked in, it was a tough year, very tough year. It was a Trump re-election, Trump midterm, very tough year. And we lost the congressional seat. Dan Donovan lost his re-election and Ron Castorina on the surrogates race. But then after that, we took off. And in 2018, I just I made it a priority of mine when I was chairman to really change the face of our judiciary here in Staten Island. Right. And that's you know, that's evident in what's what we've had just the other day. After I've, I'm out of politics, Mike Pinto was just elected another C grad. Another C grad. To the, C, to the civil court. He actually took my seat in the civil court. And yeah, no, there's a very... It's a very different bench than it was in 2018. With that said, we have fantastic jurists in Staten Island across the political spectrum, and I'm proud to work with them. Right now, I'm temporarily in Manhattan, actually. I'm hearing felony gotcha. cases in Manhattan. but I'm That coming sounds back fun. To, yeah, I'm coming <laughs> back to see you soon. I'll come back not, to uh, s- s- that, Staten Island soon. That sounds fun.
0: All of these accomplishments, and now I'm going to address the biggest one in the room. So I remember election night, or even before that, having the conversation and breaking your chops, saying you would be the youngest sitting Supreme Court judge in the state of New York. Yeah. And that's true. So talk about that accomplishment because that's a huge so, deal. Yeah.
1: As you mentioned, I, I was around a lot of different public officials, state assembly members, senators, congress members, and the like. And I really kind of think about what career path I wanted to go on. And I really think that the judiciary, you make more of an impact on people's lives than any other branch of government. Right. the you have to be very you need people who are very serious, you need people who are very compassionate and care about where we live and want to make sure that we keep our island. The way we want it to be, and, and to, in our community, the way we want it to be, and, and make sure, mo- most importantly, that we follow the law as written and rather than being legislators from the bench, right? And so that's something that really. At you know, the
0: interpretation I, of the law.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's our job to make sure that we follow the law as written rather than what we think the law should be. And, and that's not always easy. It's really not always easy, especially when you may have legislation that comes forward that you may not personally think, right. may not personally agree with, but that's not the you role. You have to be agnostic. You have to put it, it aside, follow the law. And and I love what I do. And yeah, no, in 2021, I launched the race for civil court, vacated by my good friend and and, and fellow judge, Lisa Gray, who went to the Supreme Court. And so I ran. I had, a, had an opponent. I ran a very race. I'm very proud of, and yeah. So I was the I was at the time the youngest civil court judge in the city of New York. Mike Pinto just- And then Pinto just, just ruined it. Just ruined it's it. All right, he's a Took it away. Though. So it's we'll, it's we'll all it good, to him. Shout it's out all to, good. Shout out, to, shout out to Mike Pinto. And, and so then in the civil court, you have you have small claims, you have commercial litigation, you have landlord-tenant, commercial landlord-tenant, landlords fighting with their tenants and such. And uh, you really need somebody who's gonna not care about where a person's from. I don't care if the person was from Long Island or Staten Island, North Shore, South Shore, that you're just gonna interpret the law. Right. And, and one of the main things that we have, the truth is Staten Island is, it's changing. And you have right. people of all different backgrounds, of all different ethnicities and, and that speak all different languages. And so we have a big problem in Staten Island in terms of interpreters that we don't, especially in civil court, that we would have somebody there who speaks Russian, who speaks Mandarin, who speaks Spanish. And it was very difficult to get interpreters. So I think that's getting better. I think that that's getting better, but it's a problem that we had. And, and that was one of the things I talked about in my campaign. But then, yeah, so then there was a seat created for Supreme Court right. during my first first year in in the civil court. And so I did run for Supreme Court uh, last year, I'm proud to have won. I'm proud to have been endorsed by both parties, three parties: the Republican, Democratic, Conservative parties. And and yeah, so now I'm here, and uh, temporarily, I'm in Manhattan. I'm doing felony cases. I love what I'm doing. I work with some amazing people, right. fellow jurists who were U.S. attorneys who prosecuted the God. Kremlin. There was one of my one of my colleagues who prosecuted the John Gotti case. Uh, you have other you have other people who were active defense attorneys and people who judges who presided over the Weinstein case or the Eton Pates case or all these. And you are, youngest cases, guy in the room, hanging out. And then
0: there's out, me. Hanging out. <laughs> but you deserve to be there. I'm not saying that in a bad way. You deserve to be there. But I'm saying the yes. the irony is that yeah. at such a young age, you've been able to accomplish so much. So I want to go back, because there's a couple things that jumped out at me while you were speaking. Going back to, to basics, what, what are some of the things you feel like you learned at C or C taught mm-hmm. you that you carry with you to this day?
1: That first thing I mentioned was morality, right? And when you're younger, you don't realize it as much right, how important it is. You don't. As you get older, you realize that those same principles that were instilled by my Catholic education, by St. Charles, by St. Joseph by the Sea, they carry with me today. And uh, my faith is very strong, my faith in God, uh, my faith in Jesus. And and that's very strong. And and so the, that's first and foremost right. is that moral code. And I'd say after that, I talked about public speaking, having that opportunity to get up on stage and whatever well, you're lines. good at it now so it must have worked <laughs> yeah, know but yeah no that was that was who was,
0: who was the uh, moderator or the teacher of the program at the time
1: it was it was originally mr batista in, okay. in, in freshman year i, I wasn't changed and lot. then they had these this group that came in tanya nicholas solange bila and such, they came in and they spearheaded the effort. And Mr. Turner was music, right. Mr. was, was music. the music director, right. right? So he did the band. Yeah. He did the band. But it was, yeah, that was a wonderful experience. So and uh, in public speaking. Yeah. And then I'd say Mr. Curry, who was my okay. senior year government and politics. Hey, you a, with the face. Oh, I love them. Yo, breath. <laughs> Loved him. And, and really, I, I don't know if we always agreed on policy when I was a kid. I probably still, but he was he was definitely somebody who respected everyone's position and right. opinions. And he helped me grow my, helped me solidify my own positions, which was great.
0: So I was able to give you a, a solid framework to become the very best of what you were meant to be, which is one of the things that, that C does and C strives to do. So now going back one more time. Shoot. The other, the other I thing can that rambling, jumped out. So, yeah. No, don't listen, we're here. Yeah. The other thing that jumped out at me in addition to wanting to know anything from C that stood out, is the camaraderie and the, I don't want to say allegiance, but almost allegiance of working with alumni. So you mentioned multiple times that throughout the course of your career, various C graduates have stepped in to help or Mm -hmm. offered assistance or guidance or anything. And I feel like that's a major part of being a part of, of any institution, right? Absolutely. Especially a school, because once you graduate, you can't be forgotten about, right? Absolutely. The idea is that you now have a network. So, talk about the camaraderie of being a C grad and the alumni.
1: Absolutely. As I said, first and foremost, my, my friend and one of my best friends on earth is Vinny Ignazio, yep. who, who I, walk, I was a kid walking into that headquarters. They thought I was a spy because I asked them in questions. <laughs> and, and now we vacation together, right. uh, spend, you know, con- we're with together a lot. Joe Borelli, Councilman Joe Borelli, wonderful person, I think a great leader. And, uh, and he's just, he's been such a friend. He's become such a close friend over the years. He's a, he's a wonderful person. And as I said, those other just friendships that are not, that weren't derived from government right. or politics, those as well. And Mike Pinto has become a great friend. But I'd say that I want us to do more. And my 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 20th year is coming up next year. It means you're old. I know. It's crazy. And so I've actually been speaking to some fellow, Gina Portogallo yep. and, and some others, just about starting to get things off, off the ground for our 20th year. I reunion. told you, we're going to help you out. We're going to yeah. make it good. Yeah,
0: yeah. I promise you'll have something good going Looking on. forward to it. Yeah, So now we have all of these elements that have been put together. It's put you in a position to succeed. What is something now where you are in your current position that you would have either changed or told Mm -hmm. yourself when you were in C? Now you're here and you're looking back.
1: You didn't didn't tell me this question. It's a (laughs) tough one, but I mean, well, because we want to get get value. We want to to get right to the heart of it. Of course. No, I'm just joking. I'd say, you know, when I was in C, uh, I was such a... uh, I loved math. I loved. Uh, I, I was starting to get that government, that passion for government at right. that time. I transitioned into this reader and writer, and you know uh, that kind of a role. So I'd say
0: Or worked in politics. Yeah, right? It is what it is. What's yeah. That. Yeah. No, it did. There's a I'd, level of theatrics to politics. Yeah.
1: I'd say, if I looking back, what would I have done? I probably would have paid a little bit more attention in English class, and, <laughs> and, and maybe been would have been more of a reader earlier on in my life. That I'd probably say. But I don't have many regrets from my time in C. Because that's because I really got involved. I really got very involved in the school. And I I thank St. Joseph by the Sea for getting me to where I am today. And I, it's absolutely responsible for where I am today.
0: That's so. very cool. So that, that's always nice to well, hear. It is. For folks that might be watching and listening who have no affiliation to the school, yeah. or at the same token, who may be looking to attend the school, right? You mm-hmm. got young kids, maybe fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. What's something that you would say that is the most beneficial reason that someone Mm. should choose a school of st joe's because right now these kids have so many choices and and god bless them that they have so many and all the schools are doing their best to create new programs reinvigorate their building capital improvements the good thing is that all these schools on the island are great and they're all really trying to do good things for the kids yeah but there are differentiators. So yeah. what would you tell someone as to why St. Yeah. no, I Saint mean,
1: I, in my current role, I can't promote a specific organization and whatnot. I'm going to get just, in trouble. Speak, I'm going to get in trouble. I can only Sorry. speak about my own experience, which is just that, for me, at St. Joseph by the Sea, it had a commitment to excellence. I think it still has a commitment to excellence. I'd say that you don't realize it now, 7th, seventh, 8th eighth, seventh, eighth grader right. looking at yeah, this now, you don't realize it now, but... But as you get older, as you look to develop a family, as you look to meet your partner, that moral code, that sense of, uh, should I go to a public school, private school? There's something to going to a Catholic school, going to a, going to a school that's going to instill those values, and, and rather than just going to Mass on Sunday, that you're going to have that kind of all day long and different elements of your education. It, it is very important. And I'd say just, I see the number, I see the numbers. I see that St. Joseph by the Sea, where the kids are going on college yeah. after that, and the, the scholarship that they're right. receiving. It's the it's, program has come a long way since we with them it's my really yeah, it's really amazing it really is astonishing and and so i think that's something else to definitely weigh in their consideration
0: you know now, when was the last time you've been back at the campus? Because I want to touch on the improvements, the capital projects. Have you seen anything really? recently?
1: So when I won my race for civil court, there was, it wasn't a question as to where I wanted to be sworn in. I wanted to be sworn in at St. Joseph by the city. And that was great. And I was thankful to to the school for allowing me to do that. And, and my my good friend, county clerk, Steve Fiala, swore me in and Vinny Ignazio was the MC of the event. He's got to get his way into everything, Vinny. I know, he does. I pull him in yeah. and and such. <laughs> no, we we had a, I had my, my, my swearing in there and we had, I've seen that. Since you, when I was there, the cafeteria had all the nice wood paneling. But I think you've even expanded, they expanded that. Expanded it over the
0: summer. Father increased it again. Wow. He's got more seating. They got new classrooms. They just added brand new parking facility to increase. Mm-hmm. So they're always doing something. But to your point, the moral compass yeah. is what the building, the facade, the sports complex. None of that will replace. Right what you received and what I received when we went there years ago. Because that's still at the heart of all that they do, yeah. even though they have all the bells and whistles and programs yeah, and sports. We're visual
1: people, right? We right. like to walk into a place where we feel safe and we right. feel comfortable. And it's nice and it's warm and it, it, it's conducive to a learning environment. But it's what's actually coming out of the teachers' mouths and, right. and, and, and coming out of the administrators' mouths that matters. And, yeah, no, that's what made a difference.
0: We're going to try and use you to help us exponentially increase our outreach to alumni. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell you that before this. But, okay, thanks. But exactly. we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna use you as a foundation to build a network of a very strong alumni. In the past, we have a very strong network of alumni, but then COVID and then... So there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that kind of caused a rift in, yeah. in the tightness of the network. So we really want to get people involved, such as yourself. So if there's any alumni who are going to be listening or watching, what's something that you would tell them to come back, get involved? Why should they come back and why should they help the school?
1: Because we need to keep it going because... If we don't, if we don't do something about it, then yes, it will fall by the wayside. It is cheaper um, for people to to not choose Catholic education, right. unless we we improve it. Unless we continue growing, this will not be there for the next generation, for our children, for our grandchildren, for the community to make sure that we continue to make Staten Island the beautiful place that it is. Again, I'm sitting in Manhattan, so I keep talking about i got to go home to the promised land, i keep saying. (laughs) And St. Joseph by the Sea with all of our friends that went to uh, other, let's call them other high schools. I always call it the Harvard on Highland as opposed to... uh, No, that's true. That's a good nickname.
0: (laughs) So so before we close, is there anything we didn't touch on? Because, you know, I have an idea of where we want these to go, but there could be some stuff that we didn't touch on that you think is important. Is there anything you think someone should...
1: I'm quite happy about your last question because of when you talk about the rest of the alumni, I think we all need to remember where we came from, right? Remember the good times that we had. or the, We were in high school. Right. Not everything was always perfect, right? right? But that, it, it gave us the foundation for where we are today. And I think that we need to step up our alumni, our, our alumni uh, recruitment here in, in, in St. Joseph by the Sea. I do. And, and that's why I was. I didn't hesitate when they asked me to come on. I took my first vacation this week in my professional career, so it was good timing. Nice. <laughs> but uh, But I think that, yeah, I think we all need to step up and talk about what ways we can do to make sure that we keep St. Joseph by the Sea, the great institution that it is, and to and to just bring it into the to the next few decades. Because there's been great improvements to the aesthetics, but we can keep going. Because you see that other schools then respond in kind right. to the same thing, and right. then we're all in the same position. Well, listen, at the you end of the day— Which and is great. And I can, say this, I can yeah. say
0: this, but, but people look at me cockeyed when I say this. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, and it's not—I don't think it's a bad thing to say— It is a business in as much as it is an academic institution. They are in the business of educating and providing Mm -hmm. a moral compass. So they need to raise funds. They need to have events. They Mm -hmm. need to do capital improvements. It's just the reality of of what it is.
1: And one thing I actually didn't say, civics education. And that's one thing from Mr. Curry and from others, is how important civic education is in our schools and how people who just don't know the first thing about what's happening in our community I'm not gonna pretend that any of us fully, any of us from here in Staten Island, or many of us, I should say, in Staten Island, fully understand what's happening in the Middle East right now. Right. What, having that, you know, that base of knowledge of what's happening in the community and what's happening in the country, yeah, we, we should understand.
0: Or even the desire to wanna to know what's correct. going on. Right? Correct, correct, and
1: it matters. Wondering, right? It matters, it, it's, the reality TV doesn't matter. Right. This matters, right? Yeah. It matters when, when you see crime in a certain situation, different things that are happening in our city, state, and federal government, and on the international stage, it, it matters. It'll affect people's lives. It'll affect our long-term well-being. And so I just, I would say to everyone who's, anybody who's listening or watching this, is is just so, it's so vitally important to be well-informed, to be following up with the news, and to get involved in our community in some capacity, whether it's, the, the government, political end of the world, or there's many other ways of getting involved in our community other than that. Our community boards, our civic associations, and whatnot. Um, but I think it's just civics and passing that on to the next generation so that, again, we just don't have a bunch of people that are just on their phones all day right. and you know watching Walk reality around. TV. Right. Walking around know? like zombies.
0: So that's my two cents, at least. Perfect. so. I think we're going we're to close on that, unless okay. you have anything you'd like to add, oh. because the floor is all yours.
1: <laughs> you sure? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Anthony. And and again, I, I love my time at St. Joseph by the Sea, and it's just wonderful to be here to talk about my experience.
0: Well, we, we loved having you here. We want to encourage everyone who is watching or listening to hit that like button, share or subscribe to the content. If you need any further information about St. Joseph by the Sea, of course, visit the website at josephc.org. You can also check it out on Viking Vibes on... YouTube. You could watch their YouTube channel for all the episodes that we're recording here as well as on Spotify, iHeartRadio and all the other major podcast platforms. So once again, we just want to thank you for being here with us today. We have Brendan T. Lantry, the youngest sitting judge in the state of New York for the Supreme Court, class of 2004. I got that right. You did, you did. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Take care. Good
1: seeing you.